I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 73. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I think you'll agree with me that music is powerful. It can stir our emotions. It can bring us back to a place in our memory. Has that ever happened to you? You you hear a song and then all of a sudden you're transported to a place in your distant memory. Sometimes it's even seemingly insignificant memories too, you know, like a classroom or a friend's home or a hallway or something like that. And sometimes it's more significant, a tragic time or a happy time. I have to admit to you, I chose this week's song partially from a selfish place because it triggers a memory for me. Uh, I'll tell you about it in a minute, but ultimately it made the cut for this podcast because it's currently playing on the radio and it points us to scripture and a topic that I hope you will agree to invest some time in. This week's song is Holy Spirit by Francesca Battistelli, and I can't wait to dive in. singing this song at our church for several years now. And the memory that triggers for me is of a friend of mine. And at the time that we were first introduced to this song, it was at a series of services that we have at our church at the beginning of each year called Spiritual Renewal. We have three campuses at our church, and for Spiritual Renewal, we all come together and we worship through singing and giving and prayer and solid teaching. And it's one of my favorite times of the year. Now, I had been once or twice before, but this was the first time for my friend, and he was new to the church. He was new to Jesus and kind of in that place where you're just trying to decide if all these new feelings and emotions and emotions and experiences are exciting or just a little too weird to handle. Now, this song flung out of the set list like an arrow to my soul, but after the service, I realized it had done the same thing for my friend. He experienced the Spirit of God that night through all of it. The music, obviously this song in particular, the prayer, the teaching, but he specifically pointed to this song just because of the intimate nature of the song. Now, his reaction to everything God had to offer him in those early days of choosing to follow Jesus reminded me that I serve the same exciting God. That same Spirit that was bringing my friend to new heights of trust He lives in me, and he wants to do the same thing 
for me. Now, my next memory forever changed the way I sing the song. And our, it was just a regular Sunday. Our youth pastor was called on to open the service in prayer after the worship songs had been sung. And we had, sung, we had sang Holy Spirit that morning. And before he prayed, he explained to the congregation that for him, the song was his declaration to God that the Holy Spirit is welcome here. And as he said the word here, he stuck out his thumb and he pointed to his own chest. It's so funny how a simple statement like that can forever change your perspective. So with that, I want to tell you that I don't think of this song as a worship song. I know that's what all the articles call this song, and I know that's what Francesca herself calls it. But worship by definition is to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission And in my mind, includes kind of that adoration or praising God for who he is, along with thanksgiving, which is praising God for what he's done, which this song really doesn't do. So even the songwriters may call this song a worship song, but I consider this song a song of confession. Now, the American Express of all Bible interaction tools is prayer. Why do I call it that? Well, remember that old uh, commercial or the old ad campaign for American Express, Don't Leave Home Without It? Well, that's what prayer is. It is not a tool that you can use from time to time to mix things up. It's an every time you handle God's word kind of tool. In fact, God describes it as a 24-7 thing when he teaches us in 1 Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. Now, there are many amazing tools to assist in teaching about prayer. I'm partial to the ACTS method or the ACTS method. In fact, I go over this method in detail in episode 17, and I'm actually using another one of Francesca's songs, uh, Write Your Story, when I do that. And in, in that episode, I go over each step in detail, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And as it relates to confession, I Of course, in your prayer time, confession can be a time where you admit your guilt or sin and repent. You know, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And that kind of confession is very important. We always want to ask God to search our hearts and see if there's any area that is not in line with his or with him. But there's another kind of confession. You know, I mentioned the word confess. I mentioned it in the episode 17. So if you haven't listened, go check it out. But confess can mean to admit or declare guilt, but it which is what we just said, but it can also mean to profess, to declare openly or to speak out freely or even to praise or celebrate. And that is why I call this song a song of confession. We are professing. We are confessing. We are declaring openly and even celebrating the fact that the Holy Spirit is welcome here. Now, stick out your thumb and point to your chest. He's welcome here. Some may argue that we don't need a song to welcome the Holy Spirit because if you've chosen to follow Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. You don't need to invite him over. He's already set up shop. And with that argument, I agree. But with this song, I am not inviting him over. I am declaring that he is welcome. With my words, I'm confessing that God's glory is what I want. 
which is a good thing because that's what he wants too. And that I want all that his presence in my life has to offer. I want to be overcome by his presence. Um, The word overcome can mean to be moved and affected. I want to be moved and affected by the Holy Spirit's presence in my life. Not just in that song service. I don't want to get all riled up emotionally just in a song service. I want to be overcome by his presence at all times in all of my daily activities of life. I confess that. I profess it. I celebrate it. Okay, okay, okay. So I even lift up this confession as an act of worship, okay? So what about scripture? That's why we're here, right? So to let these songs inspire us to pick up God's word. Again, I don't want these podcasts to act as another little devotion for you, a drive-by. I want it to be an inspiration for you to interact with God's word on your own. And I hate to tell you this, but this week's challenge is not going to be a one and done type of activity for the week. You know, I can't really point uh, to a book in the Bible and have you read and reread it just to increase your familiarity um, because there's no book of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. You know, like last week we talked about the book of Ruth and you could read it. It was just a few chapters. You could read it several times. But I can say this, whatever you think you know about the Holy Spirit, open up God's word and read. Let God's word tell you what to think about the Holy Spirit. I love what Francis Chan says in his book, Forgotten God, Reversing Our Tragic Neglect of the Holy Spirit. It's a great book. I've linked to it in my show notes. Um, If you haven't read it, I would read it. If you've read it in a long time ago, I would read it again. He said, what if you grew up on a desert island with nothing but the Bible to read? Having read the scriptures, Outside of the context of contemporary church culture, you would be convinced that the Holy Spirit is as essential to a believer's existence as air is to staying alive. You would know that the Spirit led the first Christians to do unexplainable things, to live lives that didn't make sense to the culture around them, and ultimately to spread the story of God's grace around the world. I want that kind of experience, don't you? So let's open the scriptures and see just a sampling of of today of what it teaches about the Holy Spirit and what that should mean for our lives. So first of all, I do want to say the Holy Spirit is not an it or merely a power or a thing. He is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He has relationship within the Trinity and he has relationship with us. He is not a force that we can harness to use to accomplish our own purposes. He is God. Okay, he is eternal. And as seen in his name, he is holy. So having said all of this, if the Holy Spirit dwells within you, which he does if you are a believer, if you have chosen to follow Christ and accept his free gift of salvation, a number of things should be part of your life. And I'm going to list a few, uh, but I want to be very clear. The Holy Spirit, again, it's just, it's, he's not a force that we can harness to accomplish our own purposes, but he is a gift. God's very presence in our lives. So our lives should indeed reflect these things that we seek. We just need to trust and submit and allow God to invade our lives through his Holy Spirit as he planned all along. So first of all, do you seek salvation? 
Do you need to be born again? Not of the flesh, but born again into eternity. Perhaps you've heard that word and you don't really know what it means or you've never experienced it for yourself. Well, in a conversation with a religious leader, um, his name was Nicodemus, Nicodemus. Jesus had a conversation with him. Nicodemus had questions about being born again, and this is how Jesus answered. Uh, John chapter 3, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. Great stuff. All right, so we're born again through the Holy Spirit, okay? Now that you're born again, do you need to understand the difference between right and wrong? Do you kind of struggle with that? Well, in a conversation with his disciples as to why he had to go away, Jesus said this in John chapter 16. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, which by the way is another word for the Holy Spirit, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I'll send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. And and by the way, Jesus went on to say that the sin of the world was that it refused to believe in him. So when you believe in him and you accept his salvation, you become born again. The Holy Spirit's the one that convicted you of the sin in the first place. And now that you're convicted of your sin, don't, don't you just want to be free from it? Do you need freedom from the bondage of sin? So uh, in Romans chapter 8, it says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So, the Holy Spirit sets us free from the sins we cannot get rid of on our own. And it's a privilege for belonging to Christ. All right, do you need hope? Uh, Romans 15 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it is through the power of the Holy Spirit we can overflow with confident hope. Do you need strength? Uh, Ephesians chapter 3. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Oh, such good stuff. So through the Holy Spirit, we are empowered with inner strength. Are you stuck in your prayer life? It's okay because the Holy Spirit has you covered. Romans chapter 8 says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us 
with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So, the Holy Spirit prays for us, pleads for us even, in harmony with God's own will. Amazing. If you, if you, uh, you should be getting excited right now. All right, so how about this? You know you're supposed to tell others about Jesus, but you just feel so incapable of being a strong witness for Christ. Well, Acts chapter 1 says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. That was to the disciples, but that's true to us too. We are also disciples of Christ. So the Holy Spirit gives us power to be God's witnesses. And now that we're witnesses, sometimes we're going to be stuck in precarious circumstances where we don't even know what to say. Holy Spirit's got you covered on that too, because in Luke chapter 12, Jesus said, when you're brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. So the Holy Spirit helps us speak and defend at just the right time. So just from that, just from that little bit, I think you can see why I wholeheartedly join in with these lyrics. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I have just scratched the surface. There are 88 references to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, although I do want to say there's only three by the specific name Holy Spirit. So some of them might be like Spirit of God or, or something like that. But 88 references to the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. There are 264 references to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. But with, with just a little digging in our conversation today, you learned these things. You learned that you are born again through the Holy Spirit. You learn that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, that the Holy Spirit sets us free from the sins we cannot get rid of on our own, that it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can overflow with confident hope. Through the Holy Spirit, we are powered with inner, empowered with inner strength. You learn that the Holy Spirit prays for us, that he pleads for us even in harmony with God's own will. You learn that the Holy Spirit gives us power to be God's witnesses and that the Holy Spirit helps us speak and defend at just the right time. So I join in with this request. What's next? Well, when you're studying a topic like this, instead of sitting and soaking in a section of scripture like I usually do, we've kind of been a little all over the map. 
However, I want to train you to always read and learn in context, meaning don't take these verses out of context. Even the ones we've gone over, it would be good to go back and read the context of those verses. So that's what our challenge is going to be this week. Uh, To assist you in your efforts, I've created a worksheet explaining the Bible interaction tool that I call Circle Up. Now, you can download this resource by heading over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 73 download. And here's how it works. This week, we're seeking more knowledge about the Holy Spirit, right? So Jesus teaches quite a bit about the Holy Spirit in John chapters 14 through 16. So I recommend that you start here. So you can either print out a section of scripture. I've used BibleGateway.com or some other online resource where you can highlight and where you can actually just print out that section of scripture uh, and, and put it in a binder. Okay, or you can type up or write out the section of scripture that you're studying by hand. This is actually another Bible interaction tool. I'm not going to unpack it here today, but you could do that by hand or write it out or type it up. Or you can mark right in your Bible. Trust me, it's okay. You can write in your Bible. But um, usually it works best if you have like a wide margin Bible where you can make notes in your Bible because you're going to be coming to some conclusions here. I want you to read through the text. Remember, we're going to sit in John 14 through 16. And I want you to circle every mention of the of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you need to include synonyms like advocate. And you're going to know it's uh, the Holy Spirit. You're going to know that's a synonym because it's going to be capitalized in your Bible. Okay, like a name of God because he is God. Remember we said that. Use uh, circle advocate. Circle the word Holy Spirit. But also pronouns like he and his. Okay, then every after you've gone through and circled every reference to the Holy Spirit, then in a study journal or a separate column or out to the side in your Bible, like I said, answer the question, what did I learn from circling each reference of the Holy Spirit? It's as simple as that. Okay, as you can imagine, though, interacting with God's word, it's going to take more time than quietly reading or listening to it. It's totally worth it. So use this Bible interaction tool. It's going to force you to uh, explain for yourself the text in detail instead of passively reading over it. Again, you got to circle, but you also have to answer the question. What did I learn from circling each reference of the Holy Spirit? By doing this, you will increase your understanding and it's just going to flat out sink in to your memory better. And I'm going to show you a detailed example in that resource that I created for you. So again, if you go to michellekneesat.com forward slash 73 download, you can grab it there and I will show you a specific example of how I circled and what conclusions I came to by circling. So you'll see exactly what I mean as you go through this. And then while you're in God's word this week, I would love to know how you're doing, especially if you use this resource. Let me know if it was effective. Email me directly, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneesat or Facebook. Uh, My Facebook page is uh, facebook.com forward slash michellekneesat. We can talk about what you're learning. And if you use the hashtag more than a song, I can find out. I can follow you there. 
Okay, so before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Tessa from Kansas, Kim from Korea, Martha from Tennessee, Yvonne and Irv, both from British Columbia, Canada, Mitch from Oregon, Jerrica from the Philippines, Tammy from Illinois, and Jessica from California. They are my newest subscribers to my website. And the benefit of subscribing is that I'm going to email you once a week. And in that email, you will receive a link to a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You'll get an email recap of the week's episode, and you'll get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes. It's just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com and subscribe today. Also, don't miss an episode by subscribing in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. While you're in iTunes, if you would leave me a written review and a star rating, I would really appreciate it. It not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Flawless by Mercy Me. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 73. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.